very next episode of The Remedy with Tomasito and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. Yay. Hi, everybody. Hi. So I was about to ask you, did you guys record your book today? But then I remembered you finished it. It, We finished it. Is it up? Is it? Uh, No, not not yet. Not yet. Uh, Tom and I were just talking about it when I got here. We've got one little thing that I need. We're going to record at the very end, and that's just kind of a copyright statement. Okay. And yeah, and then and then Tom is going to figure out exactly how to get it on uh, the podcast. I mean, on uh, Amazon. Uh, on Amazon and Audible. Yeah. Audible books. Do you if you have it on Amazon and you get it like a like people get it on their Kindle. I guess they just get it through Amazon. I guess I've I've purchased books on not my Kindle, but on so I can read on my phone. Oh yeah. So yeah. or not read on yeah. I guess or listen on my phone. Well, there's an like my phone and my uh, my iPad have uh, just a section called books, and it goes to mm. and it connects with Amazon or whatever I yeah. want it to connect to. Well, you got y'all need to absolutely keep us posted when it's ready because I know a lot of people who would just rather listen to a book <laughs> than read a book. I hear that. I, I do you literally like, hear that. Uh, <laughs> such a dad joke. That was a really big dad joke. <laughs> well that's I mean you are done with your work on your book. It's gotta feel amazing. Oh I'm so glad. I really am. I'm just, I feel like, it just feels like a load is off my shoulders. sure. You know? Yeah, I know. It's funny. The last 10 pages, I was procrastinating really bad on getting the editing done. And I basically came out here during the second half of that Cowboys game last night and just chugged through. Whoa. But it was like, it has been just one of those things where I just keep putting it off and putting it off. I'm so <laughs> glad it's over with. Did Edi- you editing, finish? Editing spoken word is one of the least fun things to do in a recording t- recording studio. Uh, well, and, you know, I, I'm sure that there are people who are much better at reading their own book It has absolutely nothing me. to do with you. As a matter of fact... In that last 10 pages, you were reading some of your finest. There was at least three pages where you had no mistakes. Well, how about that? That's amazing. amazing. (laughs) I mean, mean, that's hard to do. Take 85, take 86. (laughs) That did make me laugh when you were talking about that last time. Uh One of the times. No, Tom Tom has been so patient and kind and... Yes, I'm just so glad that it's over <clears throat> with. Patience really is one of your strengths. You can see that. It should be out real soon, though, folks. Real soon. Well, oh, keep us posted. Good. We will. So mm-hmm. today, um, we need to thank our sponsor, Paige Anderson. Gave another nice. really generous donation. Thank she is you, just Paige. Very generous. That is so sweet. Us. Yeah, very, very sweet. She's a big fan of what we do. Yeah, that's um, nice. So thank you, Paige. Um, today we are going to talk. Um, well, I saw this post on Instagram. Yeah, it was one of the. It's not even a person I follow. It was one of those advertisements you get. Probably. Oh, I wondered of, where you got that. Yeah, I, I don't even know who this person is. But you know how, like, if you click on a certain thing or look at a certain thing, then you start getting 
Uh-huh, you go to some places. Of yes. Things. Yes. Um so this post was 11 attributes of a thriving relationship. And he's focusing this person is focusing on a romantic relationship. And this is a guy, right? I think so. That- yeah, the picture I think looks like his name is Young Pueblo. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I liked what he had to say. Yeah, me and he too. He has a bunch of followers, so um yeah, he does. I'm not sure where he came up with this or what it's rooted in, but I really thought, based on my experience in my professional and personal life, I liked him. Yeah, and you know what I thought about when you sent that? I thought, you know what? what's good about this is that I love the title, 11 Attributes of a Thriving Relationship. Mm-hmm. Not just a good relationship, mm-hmm. but a thriving relationship. And I guess that's yeah. one that continues to get better mm-hmm. if you're thriving. Mm-hmm. Aren't you in constant kind of getting better? And so I thought that's really cool because that's ultimately what we want in our marriage is sure. to, or if you are in your significant other relationship, is to want to be there because it thrives mm-hmm. instead of just, oh, gosh, here we go. We've got how many years do I have left? I don't know, <laughs> 20, maybe. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. you want it to be better. And and I love the. And when I read it all, I thought, oh, these are really good. And they're 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 simplified yes they're not real extravagant you don't have to you know do the nasty a (laughs) hundred times a day if you don't want to in order to have a thriving relationship (laughs) I do like what you brought up and I hadn't even caught on or thought about that I, I had not thought about that word thriving but I really appreciate you bringing that up because it is true yeah and I mean you're in a relationship long enough you know, it's going to take effort sure, to have a thriving relationship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, I mean, I liked it because I thought this would be a good little checklist for people to make and, and kind of put their relationship, their romantic relationship up against, oh, am I doing this or do we yeah. do this? Yeah. And, super and to remind yourself that there are things that we can do to make it even better. Because mm-hmm. I think thriving is is not just okay. And right. so I think that this is really helpful for specific things that can help feed the thrive. Yes. So, yay. Love it. So do you yeah. want to read the first one? Well, you want to read the little intro, what he said? Oh, he said, is this what he wrote down at the bottom? No. Is that what you mean? A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been writing more deeply on topics like relationships, personal growth, healing, and letting go in my newsletter. Also, the members-only chat room available through the newsletter has been a great way to connect. You can sign up at the link to get access. Is that what you were talking about? Uh-huh. Read? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. all I see. Is yeah. that all you see? Yeah. It, and then below it says, sending love to all, and there's the prayer symbol, and then hashtag young... Pueblo. Yeah. So this might, guy might be worth following. Yeah, um, probably would. So um, read. Th- uh, so we're going to do half today and then we'll do half next week. Okay. Um, so why don't you tackle number one? Okay. Number one, you work as a team. You both know that you have different strengths and then and you let them shine as you solve problems together. 
depending on the situation, you let each other take the lead because what you want most is a process and an outcome that the both of you feel good about. Love it. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? When you when you think of a team and you think of the different strengths that you have, then as we put it together, then we are going to get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to be able to, to depending on the situation, like a, a Tom would be a lot better at some things than I would be. I sure. might be frustrated and be like, oh, I'm not even going to do anything mm-hmm. about it. I'm just going to shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. And Tom is not that way. He goes to the problem and wants to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really good for me because some of the time I'd just be like, oh, well, fine. It's fine. It's fine. When it's not <laughs> fine. It's so funny that you that he would bring that out in you and you're a counselor. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's part mm-hmm. of it is <laughs> I don't want to counsel. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to figure yourself out. You got to figure everybody else out. (laughs) But, you know, as his job in the company that he runs, it's they have to they have to solve a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't just ignore them or, you know, he will go right to it Mm -hmm. and is not afraid to. He's kind. I've heard him talk to the people with whom he works and he's kind with them, but he can be. Right, you know, Firm. no, yeah, you've got to finish this and you've got to do it this way. So that's really that's really helpful to me. Oh, I think one of the most beautiful things about being in a relationship with someone is we tend to, it's been my experience that people tend to gravitate toward someone who's different yeah. than themselves. I would find someone like me kind of boring because I've seen it all. I've heard it all, you know, but Mm -hmm. if I, I, I'm with Craig, Craig does things different than me and he's much more patient and he's much more methodical and he, he is very thoughtful and I can just kind of be a bull in a China shop Uh and impatient and spontaneous. And he, he just, he's just a much more methodical person. And so when I when we were first starting to date and I'm watching him be different than me, I found that so attractive uh-huh. because I was like, wow, I have some things to learn from right. this guy. That's interesting that he does it that way. Yeah. What is interesting also about that is what I've experienced, and I'm sure you've seen this too, is over time, some of those things that we were first attracted to can also become some of the things that bother us yes the most because they're different that's right that's right (laughs) but if we could just go back to remembering the the that at some point like uh, there's this guy that I went to high school with he is the funniest guy in the world he's actually a a broadcaster for the Mavs Uh and I just love him and he has forever made everybody laugh he is so funny. And I remember years ago, this is probably 20 years ago, we were at dinner, Topher and I were at dinner with he and his wife. And I asked her, I was like, I mean, does he just make you laugh all day, every day? And she goes, no, (laughs) he drives me crazy. (laughs) And I found that to be so fascinating because that is the most endearing thing about this guy. And I'm sure 
that was a big part of what she loved about him yeah. in the very beginning. Don't you know? Yes. Oh, he's so funny. I yeah. saw him at a party on Saturday night. Really? Yep. How do you know who I'm talking about? Well, he's the only Mavs broadcaster that we both know. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's fabulous. Isn't yeah, he hilarious? hilarious? Yeah, yes. he's great. Yeah, he's hilarious. But his wife was like completely disenchanted. <laughs> and they'd only been married at that time like five years. Uh-huh. But, you know, she was kind of over his humor. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, it's just a k- kind of a good checkpoint to it is. remember why you fell in love. Yeah. It really is. And appreciating your differences. So, Tom, what are yours? What's what's really different in your marriage? Where do you see the differences? Uh, man, this is going to be a hard one because I don't want Maureen to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess lately, lately, I've been noticing some in some inconsistencies with like thoroughness if that makes oh, sense boy. so like <laughs> like you know like she's thorough my wife is thorough as can be like she, whenever something comes across the into the to-do box she gets to it quickly when she wants me to do something she will get to that she will stay on me and make sure that i get to it quickly but then there's like these other things that sometimes don't get done quickly, and I'm always kind of like, well, where is the, where's the, um, what's the word, initiative uh-huh. that uh-huh. she has for everything else <laughs> except for these few things, and it's just kind of, I've just been noticing a few things, and that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> you are a smart man. I'm just like you know, just like little deal, just like small stuff where I'm kind of wondering where the initiative the, is. This, yeah, uh-huh. the, where is where the, the ball? Drive. Where's the ballbuster in you when it comes to this one thing? Uh-huh, maybe she's tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's she is tired. We're all tired. We all have you know we have a kid and. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny how just a few time a few items on the to-do list sometimes get fall through the cracks. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, people yeah. And I'm, you are incredibly particular. Yes, you uh, are. I mean, maybe You yes. appear to me <laughs> yeah. to be incredibly particular. I I am very particular, but I can also um lay on the couch and wait till tomorrow to do something. I'm, I'm totally capable of doing that too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And I, I just think that as we, if people um, approach their marriage from the standpoint of, of being a team mm-hmm. and a team member, mm-hmm. I think that that would, that would help us to soften in our criticism or our, you know, thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he didn't pick up his clothes or whatever that mm-hmm. is. You know, it, then because as a team, you're you're wanting the same ultimate goal. Right. So I think that word is really pretty important. I could not agree more. I I advise couples all the time instead, you know, I've, I encourage them to visualize their relationship as like a tennis game. Yeah. And instead of volleying back and forth, like one of you needs to run as quickly as possible to the other side of the court and you need to play doubles against the, the to find the solution or against the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just get as quickly as possible, get on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
instead of going back and forth with each other. Yeah. Because we are different. We are different. But our differences don't make somebody it doesn't have to mean that somebody's wrong well and if you're if you're approaching something from a team mentality Mm -hmm. then you want the differences because Mm -hmm. you're going to help if you know more strengths it's more strengths and that Mm -hmm. and they're different and so you can Mm -hmm. depend on one another for that yeah absolutely yeah that's good really good. okay second one um sorry i've got to open it back up again i get out of it and and then i my phone goes to sleep um, I can read you. I can read it. Okay, yeah, you go. <clears throat> you understand Sorry. that every day won't be a great day. Part of love is letting go of perfection. You know that it is natural to have ups and downs and that joy is not an ever-flowing constant. You use the down moments as opportunities to support each other. Boy, I could learn from this. It's true. It's real. That's really good. Every day is not going to be a great day. Yeah, and loving each other instead of being frustrated or cranky or disappointed. Yeah, and the second word in this is understand. So understanding is a, is an important word. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well I don't have to have the expectation that he's going to walk in the door and be zippity doo dah, mm-hmm. or to, to don't take things so personally, mm-hmm. because you just understand that some days are not going to be great. That's exactly right. And when you said that, the first thing I think of is giving your partner, trying hard to give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because yeah. rarely do we wake up. I mean, I just don't know hardly anybody. I don't think I do know anybody who'd be like, wake up. You know, what What can I do to be an asshole to Craig today? Like, that's never my goal. No, you know? no. Or to my children or to anybody, you yeah. know. And yet I'm still human. And so it's just giving your partner the benefit of the doubt, even when they make a mistake or don't do it. Uh-huh perfectly the way you would yeah and and being okay when your partner's not okay you know mm-hmm. when when your partner has a down moment or is frustrated just to not take it personally and and realize that I can be okay if Tom's not okay I might say are you all right or can I do anything to make something better and mm-hmm. if he's like no then I can be like okay I can leave it alone and not try to fix everything mm-hmm. I think that is such a difficult thing to learn and yet that might be one of the most amazing things that we can learn as adults like is there anything I can do to help nope okay and then truly walking away from it letting it go like one of my favorite stories and I know you've told it on here but you told it to me when I was seeing you for counseling there was one time that Tom really wanted you to watch the cowboy game uh-huh. And you didn't want to. You were tired. You were worn out. You really weren't interested. I think it was the cowboy game. And you really wanted to go upstairs, get in the bed. And I think you said you wanted to watch Real Housewives, which Probably. girl after my own heart. <laughs> and Tom kind of got a little upset with you because you didn't want to watch the cowboy game. But that wasn't yours to take on. You weren't saying no to Tom to hurt his feelings. He just happened to let that bother him, and instead of just letting that go, he got a little quiet or a little pouty or whatever it was. 
but you just walked up those stairs and you were like, sucks for yeah. you. Well, like, yeah, you can just, I can be okay when others are not okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fix it. Now, if I need to fix it, if I've, if mm-hmm. I've been unkind or something, then mm-hmm. it is my responsibility sure. to him to go back in and try to get make that, amends. Uh-huh, make amends mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, that, that helps because I think people just, a lot of times people expect people to just be happy all the time. <laughs> And not, we're just not, we're human. We're just not going to be that way. I don't trust people who are like that. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I, I, I am, I connect much more authentically and, and closely with people who kind of just wear, wear their truth. You mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. just, I, those are my people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three, you both embrace growth. Growth. Love is the clearest mirror that will reveal your strengths and the qualities you need to keep cultivating. You don't fear your own imperfection. Instead, you embrace the challenge to take your evolution into your own hands. You know, the more you grow, not only will your personal happiness expand, but you will also be able to love your partner better. How do you, okay, somebody reads this. Yeah. And they, when you read this, what, what does growth mean to you? When you say you, when they're saying you both embrace growth and how important it is, what does that look like to you? Well, uh, for me, for my personal growth, I really, uh, am really dedicated to have my morning devotional Mm -hmm. where I go get my coffee, go sit out on the porch if it's cool enough or warm enough to go out there and do my readings and do my prayers and and think about the things that I want to focus on for the day and that helps me be my help me become my better self Mm -hmm. when I when I take those opportunities and you know what's interesting that uh, Tom started meditating and he has meditated Every single day for over 400 days. Wow, over a year. Uh-huh, and not has not missed one day. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. That's inspiring. It is. And wow. he, I mean, and he really, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a guided meditation mm-hmm. and it just, and then he journals and mm. has, you know, all really kind of took out, uh, really kind of stepped out in that area about a year ago or a little more than that. And, and he's really been dedicated to it. That's And I really admire that so much. I do too. I, I, I think that when one partner is doing the work, whatever, I'm putting it in quotes Uh on, on themselves or personal growth or, whether it's reading, meditation, therapy, um, self-help, uh, and then the other person isn't and not interested in it, that that is a lone I was in that marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was a I remember at one point looking at my nightstand and then looking at Topher's <laughs> nightstand. And my nightstand had like six books you know, of like the, the grinding of the growth. Uh-huh. And his had Sports Illustrated magazine. 
Uh-huh. And probably swimsuit edition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not dumb. <laughs> but I, and I remember feeling that disconnect in mm-hmm. my marriage. Mm-hmm. I think it's when one person, and I'm not saying I'm better than Topher. We were just in different places. Right. But when one person is seeking and the other person is just not interested, you're kind of at a standstill. Yeah, and it's tough. It is, and it's almost like a diet, too. If you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to eat healthy and lower your cholesterol and somebody else is bringing home Bubba's every night. Yeah, with a bowl (laughs) of ice cream. I I did have Bubba's the other night. It was so good. But but it, you know, so it it helps you, you know, it, it does help create that teamwork. Yeah. Because then you're not having, you know, you're not pulling out, ice cream every meal and making it hard for somebody who doesn't need to be eating that or doesn't want to be eating it because they're trying to get their body fat down or they're, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to work on my saturated fat mm-hmm. just because. You have for a long time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that I really do look at. And it would be hard if, if, you know, there were all the brownies and all mm-hmm. everything in my, in my face every day. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. things that you want to eat, mm-hmm. too, but you just got to get away from it. Yeah. So I I think one of the most difficult, I'll, I'll tell a quick story and then I have a question for you. Truly, one of the most difficult appointments that I've had in my, all my time as like a pastor and pastoral counseling and, and people meeting people in my home. A week or so, two, three weeks ago, I met a couple for the first time, and this couple, the the man had a really bad injury about a year ago, um, and it has deeply affected his day to day. Uh huh. And uh-huh. he has his mind, but he has a lot of problems with his body now, and it was an accident in a pool, and mm. his wife and he I mean their marriage has taken a huge hit sure in every way physically sexually you know emotionally all the things and he is just desperate to get his marriage back I mean just desperate to to do the work and and come for counseling and and do whatever they need to do to get his marriage back because he said they were very happily married before the accident and uh, I mean, she's just not interested. She has oh. zero interest in working on the marriage. And I mean, she was kind of defiant. And I said, well, if you're not interested in doing this, then I, I, I can't, I can't help you. I right. mean, I just can't. Right, right. And you're wasting your time, money, yeah. all the things. And he said, well, I, I would like to come to you. And even if she doesn't come and I mean, I, so I've met with him four times now and my heart just breaks for him because he is alone in the healing process Mm -hmm. of this. And he is married to somebody who's not interested. So, so when you have encountered that as a counselor, when there's one person who's really interested and growth and change and expansion and that part of your relationship thriving and then somebody else isn't how do you how do you counsel 
that well, situation. I mean, I think you probably, just like you probably did, try to encourage the other person to do something mm-hmm. that's in that realm so that you do have that that you share, you know, so it's not, I might not listen to the same recording that Tom listens to when he does his meditation. Mm-hmm. I do mine a different way, but it's mm-hmm. the idea that we're both doing that same activity. And I think that it, at one point, the person that is doing their own improvement Mm -hmm. just has to practice acceptance, which means Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, you don't have to like acceptance. Acceptance Mm -hmm. just means it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that at some point that's what has to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you can have a thriving relationship in that, if that's the scenario? Well, I, I, it depends on how encompassing it all is. Mm-hmm. You know, in this situation that you're talking about, I would imagine that it's a lot that has to be done, mm-hmm. you know, for that man. And, um, and I don't know. I mean, I think that there are times when people just can't do it or don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you make somebody yeah, do that. And you can't. You can't. You really, it's like, I mean, going back to your weight analogy, it's like trying to talk somebody into losing weight who's just not ready. They, you have to be ready. Yeah. But God, it's, a, I just, I, I watched this man and he's just lonely. Yeah. In his journey of, Oh, that's really hard. It's really hard. But, you know, I don't think you have to be in an accident, and that's an extreme case. But I do think, like, even me in my marriage, where I saw kind of a different trajectory of mm-hmm. healing and growth and expansion that I was really interested in being a part of, and that just wasn't something that Topher was interested in being a yeah. part of. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah, it is. You can take them to water, but you can't make them drink. Nope. Yeah. It's so true. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read four? Yeah. i got to find it and pull it up. Here it is. <laughs> okay. You understand that the deepest happiness comes from within. You both have enough wisdom to not give the responsibility of your happiness to another person. You know your partner can certainly add to the beauty of life, but that ultimately your personal perceptions and reactions are the biggest factors that impact how you see the world. You know that your happiness is a puzzle that only you can solve. Mm. That's a a really good one because I think a lot of people in our relationships think that it's their responsibility to make me happy. Of course. And I think that we have a responsibility to one another to be kind. But I think that there are, you know, people are just different. And and I think being in a marriage that is thriving has to have some space to where if I want to go to San Miguel with my friend Vicky, mm-hmm. and Tom doesn't really want to go there, mm-hmm. then that's okay with me, and it's okay with him that mm-hmm. I go ahead and do that, mm-hmm. you know, so that you, your happiness is not something that it's somebody else's job to complete. Not at all. 
No. And I think that if, and I'll have couples come and say, you know, well, I'm just not happy. I'm not happy in my marriage. And, Mm -hmm. and the first thing I say is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're not getting? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want? What is, can you get it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Can you ask your partner for it mm-hmm. and make sure that you're being specific enough in a relationship to ask for what you want, whether it's making up the bed or staying up? You know, I like to go to bed about nine o'clock. Tom will stay up till 1030 or so. And so and he might prefer that I stay awake with him and watch TV and but I don't. I go to bed because it's what I want to do. But then on the weekends, you know, we always hang out together and and watch a movie or something like that. But but I think that it's nobody's job to make me happy, no. and it's not my job to make anybody else happy. No. But it is my job if I'm in a relationship to care about what the other person wants, absolutely, and needs. It, then you can start your negotiation process yeah. is how you go about that. And how do you, you know, if I, if Tom wants to do a, a specific trip, you know, the, like if he wants to go on a biking trip somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go on a trip and ride a bike. <laughs> a lot so of people funny. do, especially since your accident. <laughs> and, but if Tom wanted to do that, then I could go there and stay in the hotel and do my own thing and Mm -hmm. he could bike all day and then we could have dinner together or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not, we just, we just can, we can have our individuality, but remembering that it does impact the marriage or the relationship. I, I, I love this one because I, I think that a lot of people put the responsibility of their happiness on their relationship. Yeah. They're a partner. Yeah. And I I mean, being with Craig makes me so happy. I love being with him. Like this weekend we went to go see Carter play in in uh Virginia where he plays football. And I said to Craig, doing this with you is so much more fun than the weekends I've come here and I'm alone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's oh, just yeah. so much more fun to have your wingman. But it's not like I'm not going to go if exactly. Craig can't come. But if Craig said, you know what, Tova, I'm exhausted. Yes. I don't, I, I just, I love Carter, but I'm just not interested in taking that trip. Right. Then you could say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and go. Yes. You know, because that was what you want to do to be happy, but right. it's not his responsibility. No, it, it is not Craig dependent. Yeah. And things are, I mean, it's so fun having him there. But I'm going to do that regardless. Yeah. And I'm, I would have a great time even if he wasn't there. It's just I, I liked, I would prefer him there. Yeah. And so I think it's just finding a healthy balance of y- your individuality as a collective in a in a relationship. Well, you look at the, when we're talking about a team, mm-hmm. you know, and you're looking at, at Carter playing football you know, his position is very different than the right tackle mm-hmm. or, you know, so, but it, but it all goes together. Yeah. Everybody has a, plays uh-huh. a part. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like, I like that this is a reminder. And I think that there are people, a lot of people 
that I see as couples will come in and one or the one or the other is just really swarming in their negativity mm. about how miserable they are because their partner is not doing something real specific, mm. you know. And, and I always go back to, you know, you can ask for what you want, mm-hmm. but you can't demand what you get. Mm-mm. And well, so you can, but that's not you, gonna. No, that's not it's gonna not. Be effective. No, <laughs> no, it's not. You can demand it, but mm-hmm. most of the time that doesn't really no, work. That's a really uninspiring yeah. approach. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tom, you want to take five? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you Wait sleeping? Wait for it. Wait for it. My, my, my mic was muted. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay. You are both intentional about being present with each other. Life can get really busy, but you make sure to create space for the two of you to reconnect and share honesty and openly about how you have been. You always make it a point to keep developing your connection. Oh. Mm-hmm. How do you do that, Tom, in your relationship? <laughs> We I, I don't know if I go to these depths to communicate. <laughs> well, mean, good. This yeah. should help you. <laughs> You're welcome, Maureen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess th- this this would probably. I think this is a really important. Yeah, this one. Th- there's one thing that sticks in my craw about like I feel like Maureen is on her phone a lot mm-hmm. at, uh-huh. at home um, when she gets home from work. Um, I feel like at the dinner table sometimes, and then a lot of times just like before dinner and after dinner, right before Betty goes to bed, I feel like she's on her phone most of that time. She would say that she's not, but she is. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe she doesn't have Instagram time at work. Yeah. But I guess, I, I guess I feel that that hour or two before Betty goes to bed is not the best time for it either. Right. Yeah. And it's not just Betty, me too. You know, I'll be. Of course. But I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there are some nights that I grab my phone and I start texting with somebody and I'm like trying to work something out and it just seems like I'm on that thing all the time. But I, I don't know. Instagram is the is the bane of my existence. <laughs> it can be. I, it is just I hate that app so much i really i don't i, I barely ever really do you look, look at, at it tom do you even have an instagram I, account? i have an instagram account uh-huh. um because i i've tried it that's like really the only way i can try to stay relevant as far as my studio is concerned right yeah so anytime right. there's like recording clients that are in here doing fun stuff I, I try to post a picture of it but it's just it's ever since betty came on the scene i've got less time for studio stuff and i i'm not really great about keeping it up to date. So the short answer is I do have it, but I, it is the app is not on my phone. Uh-huh. So the only time I can look at Instagram is on my computer in the studio or when I have my iPad, which is always in my room. You know, that is, that is a great, that's some great advice. I know you're not giving it at, at, yeah. as advice, but yeah, if you have it on your phone and on top of it you're getting the notifications yes you're toast yes Mm -hmm. like you're absolutely toast because like last night I got home I was exhausted I'd stayed uh, our plane was kind of later we landed at 9 45 
I got home. I talked to George, hung out with him till like 1130. I'm exhausted. Yeah. But what do I do? Open Instagram and just flip through it because I hadn't looked through it all weekend. And I'm like, oh, just. And then 30 minutes later, now I'm finally got. That is the dumbest waste of time. Do you get notifications when people post? No. I don't get notifications when people post. But if somebody sends DMs me, uh-huh. if somebody sends me a message, or if I think if one of my kids posts, then it notifies me. But it's like if you posted, I wouldn't get a notification. Uh, Janice, can't. I don't get any There's, notifications. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's how. why when you sent me this on Instagram, I was like, I have no idea where that is oh, on that my is Instagram. So funny. <laughs> I definitely have my notifications turned off, but it is really hard. Just when you go look at one thing. Oh yeah, then the scroll begins. Can't, yeah, you scroll and you just can't put it down, and mm-hmm. it, it just it just kind of becomes a time suck. I guess mostly with this particular. I feel like Instagram is probably not what this guy had in mind when he was writing number five. Oh, I think he very well could have because it's it's just about being present. Or Facebook. Yeah. A lot yes. of people that live on Facebook. Or just your text, just your phone in general. Uh-huh. I think it is, it is dangerous, yeah. in my opinion, to always have your phone. Like, we survived, as people, many, <laughs> many centuries without this device. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say, Tom? That well, I, you... I was going to say, as far as like, Maureen and I definitely try to do things on our own. Like, we, we make sure that it, there's at least one trip every year that's just me and her, uh, Maureen and I without Betty. And that's a necessity. Maybe it sometimes is. we get to do two, but we have to have at least one. That's great. <clears throat> um. I'll tell you what, speaking of not, if you want to get off your phone, get an Apple Watch because it like cuts your phone time in half. Really does. How? What do you mean? I know that I, 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 ho- I think that people could say that that might make it worse. It, it, it absolutely doesn't because you can do texting and find stuff. Like there's a lot of information you can get from the Apple Watch that will keep you from pulling your phone out of your pocket and getting on it. Because the Instagram thing can be one of those things where you're just checking the weather and then, oh, my phone's open, I'll check Instagram. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to do less phone time, I, I know it sounds weird, the Apple Watch will make that reality. Wow. Because you can like quickly look at a text on your watch and not and see that it's not important and you just leave your phone in your pocket and get right back to what you were doing. Uh, uh-huh. Same you don't, thing with responding to texts like yes yeah. and no and all you have to do is just say yes or no. You can just say it right into your watch. It sends it. You're back to your business. Or there are responses that pop up yes. that yeah, could say talk to you later or something like that. Mm. And it really, I agree with you because you don't get, you don't go to another place. Yep. You know, I, I've always I, been I hesitant. thought it would make me want to. I I held off on the Apple Watch because I thought it would make me be more Too into connected. my phone, but it, it's the exact opposite, and I, I love it. Wow. Yeah, I don't. It's hard. It's hard to send a text on your Apple on your on your watch. It's if, hard because it's not the keyboard. I mean, it's just it's different. Is yeah. it? Is it just all? Uh, Dictation? Do you, do you have no, to speak? You can, no, you can't. You can type with one finger. You kind uh, of drag it's around. It's hard, uh-huh. but dictation is usually the easiest way, um, and it's faster to do that. It's not always, you know, punctually accurate or whatever. If that's yeah. the wrong word, yeah. Punctuation wise, but 
the other cool thing is you don't always have to have your phone. Like if I'm going into the grocery store, I can leave my phone in my car and mm. just have my Apple Watch and there you go. And nobody, you can nobody can bother an me. An emergency or something. Yes. They can call they can, you. Yeah. Yeah. They, and you can answer your you can answer a call on the Apple Watch. Yeah, which is that's really Dick cool. Tracy yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I, I to your point, and Tom, I appreciate what you brought up about how you and Maureen are just a little bit different with your your phones. I think that dynamic exists in a, with a lot of couples and it can, I think it's really important if you are like Craig is way more connected to his phone than I am mine. I have no problem putting my phone away for the night. I have, I don't need, I'm not one of those great, like not cra not that people are crazy, but not one of the, like, I don't have to have it. I'm not worried about my kids. I'm not like, but what if my kids need me that, I mean, if something they can call Craig, you know, I well, some they'll eventually they'll find, find me. <laughs> it's it's like it's gonna, it's all gonna be okay, and I'll go on a walk sometimes without my phone, or I'll, I I, I just don't mind. But sometimes Craig is on also on his phone, in my opinion, too much, and it's like I'm here with you, and. You know, he's texting or he's on, he, he keeps answering work calls. And I'm like, it's 830. Like, let's put our phones up and start dinner, you know. And so I, I for the person who is on their phone more, it doesn't feel like as big of a deal to the person than to the person who's on their phone less. Yeah. And, you know, another thing you can do, this is something that Tom and I do. We will... About 9 o'clock or 8.30, 8.15, something like that, because we'll eat dinner probably at, you know, 6.30, 6, 7, something like that. And then we will we'll watch a show. Mm -hmm. And so we put our phones down. We don't, you know, there's no phone. You're not totally uh -uh. connected. No, we're not. Yeah. We Craig never puts his phone down. Both of us put our phones down and watch the show together. Mm -hmm. So that we're both actually present, even though we're watching something but, yeah. and we're not visiting. But, but you know, then you have interaction when you're watching something. Totally. But that helps to not have to look at the phone. Yeah, really makes a difference in feeling connected. Mm -hmm. with All of that stuff will be there later. Yeah, exactly. Every it single will. thing on your phone will be there later. It in will. 30 minutes when you're done with dinner. Totally All of the texts and everything that you thought was, I mean, that's the thing is like, you <laughs> don't have to anywhere. respond immediately no. to every text. No. Like, I always, it's so funny. Some people will text like four times if they're like, it's their way of saying you, you're not responding. And it's kind of like, I, I, I got your text. I'm going to respond <laughs> in a, whenever I have time. Whenever I respond. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I feel like the short, rapid text is is a result of people not responding immediately. Yeah. I am the absolute worst about. Y'all know this. I'm. I am not a rapid fire responder. I mean, even I sent this to you, and you, I, and then I went to go see Carter this weekend. And I kind of didn't have my phone yeah. a lot, you know. And but it, that's fine. Yes, because people, for the most part, are gonna wait. Yes, you and know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. And if it's an emergency from one of your children, then that's mm. a different thing. And they will find you. And they will find yeah. you eventually, <laughs> even then. <laughs> okay, well, we'll wrap this one up, and then we'll come back next week for okay. the last six. Okay. Um, we need to do six through 11 next Sounds week. Sounds good. 
Well, I thought these were fantastic. Me too. I really like it a lot. Me too. Yeah, nobody's asking you to do something too weird. No, I haven't had to have sex yet. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you all have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening.